You are listening to an Activators episode from Imagine 5. Imagine 5 is an impact nonprofit creating stories that inspire and empower you to live a more sustainable life. Hello, and welcome back to our third Activators episode. This is where we support you to live in harmony with the earth by giving you five tangible eco shifts that you can make in different areas of your life. Today's topic is travel. New year, new you. It is currently January 2023. And if you live in the Northern Hemisphere, you're in wintertime. So you might be dreaming of a tropical trip or a vacation you can take. And if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, you're already enjoying your summer. Either way, travel might be on your mind. So how can you travel in a way that also thinks about the earth and does it in a more conscious and sustainable way? Let's dive in. So first, a note that this is a privileged episode. The choice to travel or not is one of immense privilege. Only 5 to 10% of the global population flies each year. So if you're listening to this and you've taken a trip before, you're probably rich by global standards. The second thing to know is you're part of a movement. If you're here, you're part of a growing movement of people who want to travel, but also do in a way that considers the environment and the local communities. According to a Booking.com survey, 72% of global travelers said they believe that people need to act now to make sustainable travel choices to save the planet. This is a growing movement called sustainable tourism. And the way the UN defines sustainable tourism is, it's tourism that takes full account of its current and future economic, social, and environmental impacts addressing the needs of visitors, the industry, the environment, and host communities. Now, some people argue that we have to take this a step further towards regenerative travel. Regenerative travel is challenges travelers to not just leave their destinations how they found them, but better than they found them by treading lightly and spending with intention. So I'm going to talk about that more in this episode. So let's get to these five shifts you can make when you're thinking about traveling, shall we? All right, number one. This is a biggie. Fly less. Tourism contributes 8 to 10% of global greenhouse gas emissions, and transportation accounts for about half of that. And the worst way to travel is by plane. According to figures from a German nonprofit, Atmosphere, flying from London to New York and back generates 986 kilograms of CO2 per passenger. To put that in perspective, there are 56 countries where the average person emits less carbon than that in an entire year. Another way to think about this is the carbon emission of a short haul flight from London to Edinburgh generates more carbon than a person from Uganda or Somalia might create in an entire year. So each flight has a huge impact on how much carbon you're creating and leaving in the environment. And by the way, carbon isn't the only harmful thing with flying. Flying also emits nitrogen oxides and soot particles, which both contribute to global warming as well. So, unfortunately, the easiest way to reduce your carbon footprint while flying is to not fly and just stay home. Easier said than done, though, right? Because there's a lot of reasons why people travel to see family, to explore new cultures, to expand their minds. It's an important part of many people's lifestyles. And yet it can bring up some conflicting feelings. So for people that know about the environmental impact of flying, many of them are saying that they feel guilt or shame when they fly. In fact, the Swedes have a new term. I'm not going to say this right, but I'm going to try. Flag scum. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, any Swedish speakers that just cringed, but it basically means flight shame. And it refers to the feeling of environmental guilt that travelers have when they're flying. If you want to explore more of the emotional aspects around flying, there's a great podcast episode I found on the podcast Climate Change and Happiness. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Okay, so if you do want to fly, and there's so many benefits to flying, right? Opening your mind, learning about other cultures, experiencing the world. How can you do it in a way that is still taking care of the earth? One is to consider traveling closer to home for a weekend or short trips. So can you go somewhere by train or by car or by bus? The other one is if you are going to do a far away trip, instead of doing several short ones, can you combine your vacation days and do one longer trip? This is called slow travel. And it does wonders actually for not just the earth, but also your psychology and your sense of well-being. And then the other one is to look into alternative travel options. So especially in Europe, train travel is pretty accessible. So that's another option. Um, If you do fly, here are some things that you can do. Book a direct flight. So takeoffs and landings are more fuel intensive. So if you can, fly direct. Um, Fly on a newer airplane if possible and fly economy. So more people per plane equals more efficient emissions. I also recommend checking out airlines like Virgin Atlantic, which was the first airline to operate a commercial flight on waste-based fuel. Or KLM, which is on track to be net zero emissions by 2050. I actually found a great article on the airlines that are the most sustainable. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that. And then lastly, you can offset your flights. So you can find a carbon calculator online, figure out your impact, and fund offsets like planting mangroves or investing in renewable energy. But be aware that carbon offsetting is not as impactful as reducing carbon emissions in the first place. And know that some travel requires flying, and that's okay. Each step we take towards being more sustainable matters, and perfection can't be the goal. Okay, shift number two, choose eco-friendly accommodations. When booking your accommodations, look for eco-friendly options, especially those that have been certified like LED, which stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. There's actually some really cool sustainable travel platforms like Book Different, Kind Traveler, and Responsible Traveler that offers more options for green accommodations. There's a great statistic. 76% of travelers say they intend to make more effort to travel sustainably in the coming year. But 44% tell us they don't know where to find sustainable options. I felt like that. And I was recently booking a trip on Booking.com, and I discovered they have a new filter that you can use. So you can select properties based on being sustainable, and there's three different levels. And then levels one through three have specific criteria, such as does this property reduce single-use plastics? Do they offer composting and recycling? Do they have responsible waste management? Do they use solar panels or renewable energy? Do they have efficient water systems? So you can actually filter on booking.com or use one of their responsible travel sites to find the right accommodation. And remember that you vote with your dollars or your euros or your pounds or your rupees. Each time you choose a property that has taken steps towards sustainability, you're letting the industry know that this is important to you. And that helps the industry become more sustainable as a whole. So where you spend your money matters. All right, let's say you've flown to the destination, you're in your accommodations. What can you do now? Be mindful of the energy and the water usage. So tourists on average use so much more water and energy than locals do, which can put a lot of demand on the countries that you're visiting. 
So turn off your lights, your ACs, your heating when you're not using them. All right, shift number three, pack reusable items. Here's a heartbreaking fact. Are you ready? At least it was heartbreaking for me. One garbage truck full of plastic is being dumped into the ocean every single minute of every single day. And one of the most common plastic items used by tourists is single-use beverage bottles. So a simple swap is to bring your own reusable water bottle. Even in countries where you can't drink the tap water, you can always ask cafes or restaurants to refill your water bottle with clean drinking water. They might charge a small fee, but most are happy to do it. Got my water bottle right here. <laughs> I always bring this with me everywhere I go. I also like to bring a reusable coffee cup and a couple of reusable shopping bags so I can stash any goods that I get without needing a plastic bag. These are really simple shifts that you can do as a tourist to reduce your waste. This great website, Reusable Nation, also suggested packing reusable food containers. Um, the collapsible ones are really good for travel or cutlery or spork, <laughs> a spoon fork, to avoid single-use utensils. You can also take zero-waste toiletries like shampoo bars, deodorant paste, or toothpaste tablets. And if you bring your own toiletries, you don't have to use all of the tiny little plastic bottles that hotels often offer. All right, ship number four, go slow, spend local. As mentioned, staying longer in one place reduces the carbon impact of your trip. It also does wonders to deepen your experience of the place and to really understand the local culture you're visiting. Slowing things down helps you experience the place you're visiting and understand the nuances of the culture and the people and have a deeper, richer experience. While you're slowing down, visit locally owned restaurants, buy local products, choose local experiences, hire local drivers. This ensures that your tourism money is staying with the locals from the country you visit rather than flowing abroad. So a couple fun travel ideas for your next trip. Visit a local artisan market where you can find handmade goods or a local food market to taste delicacies cooked with local ingredients. Okay, shift number five, protect animal welfare. National parks, marine sanctuaries, and other protected areas play an important role in protecting our plants, natural resources, and biodiversity. Many countries rely on tourism fees to preserve these places. So every year, eight billion visits are made to the world's protected areas, and this generates $850 billion in spending. These dollars help fund conservation activities, which are necessary to protect these areas. So one thing you can do as a traveler is add a visit to these protected natural areas. And then you can rest knowing that your money is helping preserve wild spaces. So what kind of things do you want to avoid when you're thinking about wild spaces and animal welfare? Well, as World Animal Protection puts it, if you can ride, hug, or have a selfie with the wild animal, chances are it's a cruel venue. Don't go. This means that things like elephant riding or swimming holding onto a dolphin or taking a selfie with a monkey are a no-go, as fun as they might seem, because they're often not treating the animals well. So what is good for the environment? Watching wild animals in their natural habitat, perhaps taking some photos from afar, and learning about animals doing natural behaviors in their natural habitat. Also, if you're going to be snorkeling or diving, which I personally love, Remember to wear reef-safe sunscreen. Or better yet, you can just wear a rash guard with no sunscreen to help protect our underwater friends. Okay, so there's so much I could say around regenerative travel or sustainable travel, but hopefully these five shifts give you a taste of things to think about when you're booking your next trip. 
So here are the five shifts again. Number one, fly less. Number two, look for eco-friendly accommodations. Number three, pack reusable items. Number four, go slow, spend local. And number five, prioritize animal welfare. So I hope that was helpful. Please let me know if it was. There's a survey that I put in the show notes. It'll take you less than a minute, but it gives us really valuable feedback on how to make these episodes more useful for you. So if you take a minute, I would so appreciate that. Thank you. And if you love this episode, send it to a friend or family member who's booking a trip right now. Hopefully they can get some great information and we can start to grow this movement bigger and bigger. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Activators from Imagine 5. Follow us and find more inspiring stories at imagine5.com.